0: Welcome, everybody. This is the Games Revealed Podcast, brought to you by Bunny Strike Studios. This is James.
1: And I'm Tyson. And Shagwa is in the house. Woo! Woohoo! <laughs>
2: <laughs> this
1: is the best
2: syndrome. We're, yes. Please we're be excited. Keeping, we're keeping that in there.
0: <laughs> the, today's game is going to be Doom Eternal, or also known as Doom External. Because it's just different than the rest of the games.
2: Yeah, it totally takes place outside of the ship on this one. So you're playing in outside space rather than inside space. Because yep. Doom's about. Because
1: <laughs> you're external. Yeah, I think I remember this game. I think it was called Wolfen's, Wolfens Doom? Doom and Stein? Yeah, that sounds right. That's sounding right up the right alley, actually. Yeah, I think I'm an expert on this game. We're going to be fine. We're going to be just fine. Which one came out first?
2: Doom or uh, Wolfenstein. Y-
1: y- y- I'm gonna go with Wolfenstein. I now. feel
2: like Doom, gonna... Doom probably came out first, but I'm gonna go with Wolfenstein because that's what I played first. And I'm right. Well, these came out like
0: in the early '90s. So oh yeah, it would be ones that we didn't even play when they first came out. I don't believe.
2: But I feel like I played <clears throat> the original Wolfenstein.
0: Yeah, you probably played it later on.
2: Uh, it, yeah, that's it, true. it, it felt like I was in the '90s. <clears throat> oh yeah, no, it was in the early '90s, and so. All right, we need somebody Googling this. I'm on it right now. Shagman's got the answers. So, this is a game where um, I'm the only one that's played it. Tyson
0: and Chris have not officially played the game through. They might have touched on the gameplay before, but this is the, the only one, the only person on the team that's played it is
2: me. And I loved it. And nobody else did. It was actually a worldwide failure, uh, sold one copy, and that was to James.
0: <laughs> nah, this is this this game sold plenty of copies. It was an amazing game.
2: Yeah, and we're me and Shag. We kind of discussed this earlier, but of course we'll bring it back up. We were Wolfenstein guys. Uh, that's what was in our house, and it, we never had Doom. I don't because I don't know who. I don't even know who bought Wolfenstein, but somebody bought Doom or Wolfenstein, and they didn't buy Doom. So well, it's well, their fault that I'm not a Doom guy.
1: Well, I knew a lot of people that had Doom, but when they would show it to me it looked so similar to wolfenstein that like like i'm sure i played the original doom while at someone's house but i never like sat down and played through it but the sense i got while playing it was like oh this is wolfenstein i've got this at my house so i'll play that so i mean i've got no qualms with doom and its original glory or anything but it just kind of seems like one of those games where if you played one you kind of played both although i know that doom does have a huge cult following so and of course
2: all hail satan what did he do to us Okay, demons never hurt anybody, but Hitler? I'd much rather kill Hitler. (laughs) That's... (laughs) uh,
0: If you played Doom Eternal, you'd realize... The end demon is Hitler? (laughs) Much worse than Nazis.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, pretty excited to still bring Doom, even though, again, we haven't played a ton of it. James has, this is his big jam, and we've played enough of other Dooms that
1: we are definitely experts. Exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly we're gonna bring experts
1: in and then just to get the answer to the thing we were talking about earlier so it looks like wolfenstein came out in 1981 and doom came out in
2: 1993 on their holy races. cow 81 mm-hmm. dang so i played it in the womb i'm the oldest playing wolfenstein player in the world The oh, that's what's wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> so getting into to doom a bit we're gonna go through a briefing uh So what Doom is? Doom Eternal, it's a first-person shooter video game developed by ID Software and published by Bethesda Softworks. The sequel to Doom 2016, it is the sequel to Doom 2016 and it is the fifth main game in the Doom series. It was released on March 20, 2020 of this year. It was released on March 20th of 2020 for Windows, PlayStation 4, Stadia and Xbox with Nintendo Switch versions planned. Now, James, do you know if the Switch version came out yet? Has it no. been released? Okay, I'm pretty so, sure. It's so we're not, still yeah. waiting on Eternal for the Switch. Well, We're still
0: waiting for it for that and Stadia. So I don't think it's released on Stadia.
2: It, well, per the wiki, it says it released for Stadia on 2020, Maybe. Uh, March 2020. Maybe, yeah. Okay,
0: that's probably what. It's probably, it probably did.
2: We'll clarify that. Stadia is a weird. We've got our <laughs> platform. We've got our resident uh, Google expert looking that up, so we'll clarify that. <laughs> Uh, But obviously it received highly positive reviews. Um, A lot of people loved the Doom version that came out in 2016, and it seems like uh, Doom Eternal really kind of profited on possible weak points of the original 2016 Doom. Oh, it's much better if Um, you like story yeah and quite a bit more in there so it's set sometime after the events of the 2016 game and the story does follow the doom slayer once again and he's on a mission to el- end hell's consumption of earth and foil the alien maker's plan to exterminate humanity so that is doom eternal you are once again playing doom guy which you've played and i don't think it's ever changed right doom guy has never really changed it's always doom guy right I from, so. from the very first doom one to now I don't, I don't know, know if it was more of
0: a, like a, a inside thing, or people kind of gave him the the nickname. I feel like people gave him the nickname in the originals, mm-hmm. but now it's like full
2: on. It's in the lore and everything that he's Doom Guy. But it's but it's never been a different Doom Guy, right? No, I don't think so. Okay,
0: except for maybe Doom Three.
2: Oh yeah, I guess that
1: one could have been a that different... guy
0: was just was a worker that went to that installation.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. So we'll jump into it, and uh, when I jump into a, a story that I'd like to introduce a little later, but it, it does seem like there's actually been a few Doom guys. It seems like he has kind of the potential to kind of reincarnate when needed. Um, <gasps> there was a reference to, in Jesus. the stuff that I read, where Zelda. he's he's someone Not that, Zelda, that Link. dies and can't go back, and there's speculation from the actual demons in the game of Doom that that's because... He spent so much time in hell that he's become corrupted and can't descend. And so that's why he keeps coming back to fight. But he comes back as different people. It's huh. like a soul that reincarnates.
2: So It's almost like he's John Constantine. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to fight his way into heaven. But will he ever get there? Pretty cool. So a couple little facts about the game just to kind of touch on, like, the engine. And, uh, I mean, I guess we already did kind of talk, talk about the platforms it's going to release on. But um, the engine is the ID Tech 7. Which, I believe,
0: they've used the same, kind of the same engine since Doom 1, essentially. Oh, really? I'm sure that this is a completely different engine than the original, but name-wise, I think it's still, it's like its successor.
2: Oh, yeah, so maybe it started out as ID Tech, and then every number behind that is the new iteration. So maybe we're at the seventh, the first one was the original. I mean, they got a number in there. They got to be yeah, keeping track of something.
0: Oh yeah, they are. I mean, do I know that Doom Three is based off of this too, this engine? So got you.
2: So uh, before we kind of jump into some of the more secrety fun Easter egg facts, uh, either of you guys, when was the first time you ever played Doom? I mean, I know for Shag it was with his friends or something like that, not a big moment. But for James, this is a big moment for Doom in his life. Where were you when you first played it?
0: There's a few games that I can remember playing when I was in my um, either, oh, I don't know, between 8 and 12. Doom, Starcraft, I think, Star- unless it came out a little late, I don't, I, maybe it's 8 to 14. But Doom, Starcraft, Half-Life, and uh, Commander Keen, I think is one of them when I was younger. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, go, Commander Keen. Which we'll get into that a little later <laughs> too, but I mean, Doom is definitely one of the first ones I've played, um, especially if one of the 1st first person shooters. Let's get into the secrets, Easter eggs, and tons of other stuff. Oh, yeah. So, one of the cool things that I really found just interesting when you first get into this game is the Fortress of Doom. It's one that, I think it's after you finish the first level, you um, get teleported to the Fortress of Doom, which is just this castle-like thing floating in space above um, Earth. It can teleport. It can do a lot of cool things, and this is where most of the Easter eggs are found in the game. You can find a couple more outside of this place, but the Fortress of Doom was one of the coolest things I think of the game
2: when it came to like level design and transitioning between levels. So, yeah, it kind of uses like a like a space folding technology rather than conventional engines, right? Like it's just something that it's basically a magic machine. It's not a spaceship.
0: It's a space station, essentially. A space station that can
2: fold around time and space. Yeah.
0: So it can, right. it can teleport to different areas. Um, different dimensions, I believe,
2: is kind of how Doom works in the newest installment. So that way you can have more than one Jan Michael Vincent per quadrant. Hey, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little Rick and Morty throw out. And we got one more of those coming in later, but... Uh, one of the next cool facts is uh, the QA team got a special shout-out in the game, which to me I think is pretty cool uh, to be able to give that kind of a shout-out to your team. And obviously every department in that team is very essential. QA does that quality assurance. They're making sure that the game is functioning right. Um, you know, the software developers are the ones that are building the stuff. Love of designers, all of that stuff. It's all very important, and I'm not saying one's over the other. But it's just a cool way to kind of throw out a... A shout-out to their team members, and the QA team got it. So throughout the game, you can find some TV monitors, and uh, on some of them, there's the Quality Excellence Award that's read out on there, and it's got all of their QA Quality Assurance team members' uh, names on the screen. So pretty sweet way to get that out there. I fucking hate this whole portion.
0: It was amazing. And don't you ever doubt yourself again. That
2: was fucking god-awful.
0: Don't doubt yourself again. I think it's really cool that they actually shouted out the QA, because I think they're one of the most um, unappreciated parts of any type of development, and that's... a uh, Doom Eternal is pretty awesome with its uh, bug... It, it's, I don't feel like it's very buggy. Mm-mm. Most of the, the games that they actually make, I feel, are very bug-free, which is kind of funny, because it's coming from Bethesda. Bethesda <laughs> the makers of bugs.
2: Yeah. I guess that when they when they're not in a extremely open-world environment... They've uh, got that bug thing figured out. <laughs> I, yep.
1: So you guys might know the answer to this, um, but isn't this one of those kind of co-opted Bethesda games? Started out under a different studio, and that uh, Bethesda it's absorbed Id. the studio that originally created it. It's always been id,
0: and then um, I think they sold to Beth- maybe they were a part of another company that then got sold to Bethesda. What's or the they, other they...
1: big ID game from back in that around that age? Was it was not Diablo. Oh wow, right.
2: it's
1: not. I, I, might have, I might have said that too early. I'll, I'll dig around on the Google and see if I can refresh my memory. But I remember because it had a couple of really good games. It's it in Sierra Doom back one. in the day Doom were two, two of my favorite developers. Doom 3. Uh, yeah. It, Doom again. Id Software. Right. It's It's one of those. It, <laughs> Id Software did uh, some Fallout. Oh, cool. Probably the top-down ones.
2: Uh, that's the ones I'm assuming that they were. Yeah. The transition between Fallout's. Oh One, no! Two. I'm way wrong. Three is just weird. I'm way wrong. Let the audience be known that Tyson is wrong. Uh, I id software and is it id or id? I've always said id. It's id.
0: Mm-hmm. You can say either way.
2: either way. Oh, all right. Id software. Uh, they did uh, the phone games. Uh, Fallout iPhone game in 2009. Yeah. And then they were provided development assistance on 76. So. I swear I remember loading up um, Fallout 1 and having an id software screen because I just loaded that game up maybe two years ago uh, to
1: dick around with and then quickly shut it down because it's god awful. So they actually, it looks like they did both Wolfenstein and Hexen, which is another Mm -hmm. uh, game that's in this genre, but it's like medieval era. Hexen was actually really sweet. I did play that one. Man, look at all these facts
2: that we're learning in well, the it's middle like of the podcast. It is, is <laughs>
0: the grandfather of the first person shooter. The perspective that we get with first person shooters, it made and it came from um, one of the the main founder guy. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Oh, and he Jack, like he's an amazing developer off. because he had to come up with some tricks back then to make it work with his, with the perception, the first person perception, and so.
1: Oh, that's right. And he Doom. went by the name Voldemort online. You know that what? Was his hacking. And, deep, deep, and he split deep. his soul up. Into
0: multiple companies <laughs> into some horcruxes. So we have Valve. Oh, there that's a horcrux.
1: Of...
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one. Of... <laughs> <laughs> now we're now we're slipping into whole different universes here. <laughs> so, but no, it.
0: I mean, which uh... which the Easter eggs do go into multiple universes too. So,
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I think that works. I think that works. Well, he, again, his space station slips through time and space, so technically Doom Guy is in every universe. Yeah, exactly. That would
0: be actually pretty cool.
2: He's Siri. <gasps> holy hell, Doom! <laughs> but no, still, still pretty cool way uh, to shout out. Oh man, okay, we got Siri talking to us here. But still, a cool way to show out uh, to shout out for your development team. Uh, definitely shows some appreciation there, getting your name out there. Yeah, and
1: that'll actually tie directly into. A little fan fan supported lore that I'm a big fan of, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the podcast. But um, exactly like you guys are saying, where there's kind of the potential for different worlds, different um, universes. That'll be that'll be part of the theory that I'll throw out here. Ah. <laughs> so, in the
0: Fortress of Doom, you can play two of the best games in the
2: world. We've already mentioned these. I will give you a little hint. Leisure Suit Larry 1 and Leisure Suit Larry 2. Incredible you're, games.
0: You're close. Now turn those into first-person shooters and
2: zero lane. Oh, it's a first-person shooter in Leisure Suit Larry, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know
0: how to touch that one. I don't even know how to touch that one. But you can play Doom 1 and Doom 2. And where do you play them? the Fortress of Doom. Fortress of, the- of Doom. At the arcade machine, I believe. Or is it at a, one of the... I can't remember. I played this. I remember at one point I could. But yeah. I'm like, why I, I've gotten to the point in my life, why do I play that when I can play Doom Eternal? Yeah.
2: I still I, need to beat Doom Eternal. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly.
0: So I never went back and played it because I could play it anytime on um, the computer because I think pretty much it's open source at this point.
1: So I got to shout out that... I'll, I'll call it a mechanic... And I don't know who the original was. I'm, I'm convinced it's been done before we've seen it in some of these other games. But I know StarCraft Two, you could do it at a little arcade bench. Um, I remember Call of Duty Black Ops, you could bust yeah. out of the the chair you were strapped into and go play a, a word game. One of those, like, text adventures, which was just that's, awesome. Uh, that's just cool. awesome.
0: That's one of the only ones I think I've ever mm-hmm. done. Because usually I don't play the those arcade games too much.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's just cool. I really like I I think Blizzard's done it with a few games actually, but it's really cool to just roll up on an old game and be able to kind of get that nostalgia factor in yeah. the new game that you've been waiting for the 3 years to come out and you're so pumped to play it. So you're just like, "Yeah, wait, nostalgia factor." Nostalgia. Back to fun. <laughs> and
2: I I know a lot of games do it. It's not, I guess it's maybe it's not too rare, but I feel like Duke Nukem did him did it as well uh whenever that released. I think that was a PS3 release. Is that Duke Nukem Forever? Oh yeah, it was one of the more recent Duke Nukem. I think the it was only recent the last, one is that yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, I think it was that one. So yeah, I think that was one. in like a
0: twenty-year development cycle, and then finally got dropped, and then um, oh,
2: frick, Gearbox picked him up. Yeah, I, I garbage. I picked it out of the red box, and oh, that was that was something else. Uh, Duke Nukem will always have a special place in my heart,
1: but not anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that place in my heart is closed off and i threw the key away key is gone
2: (laughs) so in a lot of the easter eggs that we're talking about most of them actually take place in the fortress of doom uh as you're running through the levels trying to not die from you know demons and monsters i don't know if there's much opportunity to find easter eggs out there but everything so far that i've been able to find and they for the most part i feel like everything we're talking about is all taking place in the uh the fortress of doom
0: yeah and so at one point, well actually throughout the whole game, there's little Easter eggs, but this is one of the ones that is not in the Fortress of Doom. And that's when you fall into like lava at certain points uh, parts in the game and he'll one of the die animations is dying animations is where he's falling floating down into the lava and doing like a thumbs up and <laughs> reference to Liege... Okay, no. <laughs> Enough of those. Terminator <laughs> 2. Yep. So that that one was a... <laughs> it's just unexpected. When I, the first time I died, because I played it. The first time I died, and I just did that. Because I think it did it actually in, in Doom 2016. But in this one, yeah. You just slowly float down, and then you're just doing thumbs up in <laughs> reference to t- Terminator 2.
2: Yeah, and that's a pretty cool one for me because I love Terminator 2. Arnold Schwarzenegger was like my childhood hero growing up. I remember I cried when I was like eight years old. I was at my parents' friend's house. They were watching Terminator 2. All the kids were playing in some other room. And I saw that they were playing, and I walked in there, and I saw him get lowered into the lava. I thought my real hero died. Your favorite Austrian died. (laughs) (laughs) The Austrian killing machine is dead. So, But still, super badass, well, back. awesome that that's in there, and uh, again, I did not physically see it myself through a playthrough of mine, but I saw the trailer, I saw a video of it, that was awesome. Super cool! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely a fun reference. Yeah, so next one that we're up to is uh, the Daisy Daisy the Rabbit. So Daisy the Rabbit is back. Uh, you can see it in the uh, game cover. Uh, she's in the uh, the back right portion between some of the monsters. Once you can kind of get into the ground, it looks like it's sloping up. Uh, there's Daisy the Rabbit kind of making a run there. And I believe in the uh, Fortress of Doom, there's an oil painting that you can acquire uh, of, yeah. of the Doom guy holding yeah. a shotgun and Daisy the Rabbit. I forgot about her. I forgot that she was a thing. And so when I saw that, I was just like,
0: what is this? <laughs> I like, what is this? I'm usually pretty good at that. Doom is, I, I have a fun, so Doom is one of those games where I buy it to have an arcade, fun experience, go through, not think of things. And so I don't think of the Easter eggs as much, but hmm. some of them I did spot and I didn't recognize that as one that went way over my head, I think. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that probably would have gone over a lot of people's heads, um, and a little history behind it, so Daisy made her first debut in episode 3 of the first game in the series, during which you can see the rabbit's head on a pike. So, so speaking of heads. Yeah, so speaking of heads, the first time you see that rabbit in the game is, it's dead. <laughs> so, there's really not much to it other than, I will avenge my rabbit. <laughs> it's a, kind of a reference a little bit you could say to john wick yeah yeah definitely or maybe john wicks is a reference to doom guy uh,
0: so that whole i mean that doesn't have a lot of plot john the wick. whole john wick uh. plot is just it's doom in a different universe
2: and one of the one of the doom guys's names is john something or other oh my gosh
1: too many too many connections john turkelton can that be coincidence i don't think so uh. <laughs> But yeah, going through
2: the game, you can yeah, you can find Daisy the rabbit. It seems like the demons have left learned their lessons because they leave that rabbit alone. Obviously, you don't want to incur the hell of uh, Doom Guy more than once. Oh, and this is the that's the mistake that people make all the time in that game.
0: You hear us, we're gonna we're gonna kill you right here, and it's like you you were just afraid of the guy. Like why, you're afraid of Doom Guy, but now you're like bragging up that you're gonna kill him like.
2: Just shooting shit with their friends. Look <laughs> at me, I'm a badass guys. Oh shit, Doom Guy's here. <laughs> I pissed my demon pants. Yeah. Oh gosh.
0: Yeah, Doom Guy. Kick ass.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. And you wanna know why? You wanna know why he kicks so much ass? It
2: must be in his genes. Some say <laughs> DNA.
0: Jesus. He some speculate it's in my dunna. <laughs> it's in my dunna. Some speculate he's the, uh, he's, uh, what is it, like a descendant of Commander Keen. And so, I don't know, like, do we have hard evidence on
1: that one, or is that more of a... I believe we do, yeah. I, I gotta ask, the statement was, do you know why he kicks so much ass? It's because he's a descendant of Commander Keen. Now, I played Commander Keen, and I love Commander Keen. But I need to know where the ass-kicking specifically comes from in that DNA trail, because I would not describe the things Commander Keen did as ass-kicking. So much as just, like, like he was a badass. Like, a little... I feel like that dude was, like, eight, just rolling around on alien planets, handling stuff. But it seemed more, like, adventure to me, less, like... How was he eight not year a old. badass? Listen. An
2: eight-year-old rolling around on demon alien planets, delivering massive cans of whoop-ass, and going all before bedtime buddy i'm 8 year you know what
1: i was doing when i was 8 years old pissing my pants at the imaginary monster <laughs> in the closet i'm just saying there's a difference between badass and kickass and commander keen was dope in a different kind of way than kickass is dope yeah yeah but here's
2: the thing when you're a youthful child yeah you're a bat. you're a kickass you're kickass okay but that boy became a man and when you become a man you've gone from kickass it's badass <laughs> you think a man like captain king at eight years old who's wrecking aliens doesn't just get that math testosterone's pumping through his body he's starting to lift six packs i always just assume starts, that get he, his, starts always, getting his testosterone in and then he grows up and he's still like hey look at me i'm captain king still no he's like i'm captain king
1: i always assume at this that, point he's like, like, like three syllable king words grew is up max. to be one of the greatest uh youtubers of all time video game donkey Oh shit. Alright, yeah, we got solid evidence. That here. connection is more readily apparent to me than like him to Doom guy. <laughs> Although I guess he does wear a helmet, like there's that. So <laughs> it was
0: making um Commander Keen before they did got into Doom and all that. So Oh yeah, then, I saw that on and the list. And the fun thing is too, is back then how they sold it typically was like you had to mail in some money and get the the software mailed to you. So it was, like, the Commander Keen stuff.
1: Damn. Yeah. So I remember the way we got games I always came on these compilation discs where it would just be, like, 100 games for Windows. Because it would be, like, Windows 93, I think it was first, and then 95 was the next one my family had. And you could play games like Raptor, and you'd get, like, Space Invader and stuff sometimes. Yep. But it was usually stuff that was not... It's tough to... I don't want to say not mainstream because I wasn't quite as involved in the video game culture back then. I don't know what was considered, like a triple a game for that era. But I always felt like Raf- Raptor was like an off brand of another game of that type that was kind of the predecessor. And Com- I felt that with Commander Keen too. There's a Wizard one that was really similar to Commander Keen, but it was like Mario style in the side scrolling.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't what know. What was that? That was I know Commander what you're talking Keen, about. I just wasn't? don't I don't think so. That mm. one was cool though. They were they there's was... Com- there's a couple of co- that with every id game that came out, either they copied some other format like mm-hmm. some other company or they got um, they got copied. And so, yeah, there's going to be, like, with, um, when Doom first came out, there's, you know, probably 50-plus t- clones out there. When Commander King came out, or it could be one of the clones of another game that came out, mm-hmm. where um, they, were, they just, res- because it was hard to make games back then, they resembled really closely those other games with maybe a slight gender change. Um, yeah. Genre change, that is.
1: Yeah, genre change or the world would change. You know, <laughs> it would be, like, same mechanics, but totally different visual appeal. So, with the Commander Keen
0: thing, but we're... So, to go a little bit deeper into that Easter egg, you can actually see Commander Keen's helmet, gun, and skull at the top of the
2: bookshelf. And the cool part with the Commander Keen is you find in... in, And again, this isn't related necessarily to Doom Eternal, but more to Doom 2, is in Doom 2, you find four hanged Keen bodies. So, you find four hanged Commander Keen bodies... And you've got to kill him. You are Commander Keen's grandson. I, I again, I got to find more of the lore, but it is confirmed that he's your grandfather. Commander Keen is your grandfather. So By you the killed audio producer of Doom One. You kill your grandpa four times. I know some of my grandpas. I'd like to do that too. For a very very progressive family tree and a couple of and a couple of podcasting friends i'd like to do that too right now i'm gonna murder <laughs> you guys <laughs> very progressive family tree <laughs> so yeah so but still pretty cool that one commander keen was its own game somehow relating to the doom guy which he doesn't have a name but commander keen does malarkey that's what i call that Ooh, that's
0: the word of the year
2: uh one of the next easter eggs again this one is in the uh Uh, the fortress of doom there's quite a lot of books that you can find on the bookshelf there Uh, some are references to video games some are references to people and some are references to i believe actual books uh in the real world so i'm going to kind of read through a couple of those uh definitely one that i thought was hilarious uh, got an audible laugh as i was reading through it uh duke nukem gets a tongue-in-cheek reference Reference with a book called "Why I'm So Great Part 2 by Dork <laughs> Norcum. So not, not only is this the second part, uh, but he's made two books. He's really put a lot of time into that. So again, I think that's pretty funny. Uh, "Why I'm So Great" by Dork Norcum. That's yeah, probably horrible if it's just anything like the last game. <laughs> uh, another one of the books is uh, "To Pray or Not to Pray." Uh, this is this is brought a lot of speculation that Prey 2 is in the works, and this is kind of their cheeky way of announcing it. I like Prey.
0: The original Prey, because it's a remake of another game, which is super confusing. Might as well just use a completely new name, but I think they wanted to capitalize off the IP, even though the IP didn't do very well. Um, Prey, who's made by Arcane Studios, which I think is owned by uh, Bethesda, or, you know, Bethesda's... Yeah, someone in there owns it. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's I think that one's actually related I think. And so it's pretty fun. Oh, got you. Wait, wait, wait. So Prey is a, is a sequel to what? So Prey's not a sequel. It's a, it's uh there was a Prey 1 that came out I want to say like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um that was more about this Native American guy that gets abducted by aliens. Then Prey, then the new Prey that came out a couple years ago is about an alternate uh, the, the the timeline like Earth's timeline split in the 60s, and um, we advanced a little bit faster, and we ended up in s- the space race, ended us up in space with a space station, and then this creature that could morph, and this goes way off. This is a tangent. Mm-hmm. Can um, There's a whole set of things that happen on the space station with these creatures that can morph into, like, um, chairs and whatever, mm-hmm. and very different games. Very weird that they took that IP and just erased it and made something new
1: yeah i remember seeing the trailer for the newer prey and thinking it looked really cool i never did play it um uh, but i had no idea that it was in relationship to it's anything so good i loved it it was, so.
2: cool. it was pretty good i actually forgot uh when we were talking about it the other day i forgot that the uh mimics or whatever turned mimics. into like uh chairs and cans yeah. and all sorts of stuff oh. You'd be chasing one down, lose <laughs> sight of it, turn around the corner, and you got nothing but appliances there. I totally forgot about that. I actually did uh, did enjoy that portion. We'll, we'll do
0: an episode on Prey one day, because I, I really like that game, because it reminds me a little bit of Dead Space. But with uh, Dead Space meets... Um, what's that? Meets Ocean Prey. <laughs> Dead Space meets <laughs> Prey. No, Dead Space uh, meets Bioshock. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that actually meets it. And so I really like it. I really... Um, I think it, the art style might have thrown some people off because it feels a little plasticky at times. But Yeah. Uh,
2: but getting back to some of these Easter <laughs> eggs, we're going to run through uh, some of these book names real quick. But uh, throw out to Fallout games, there's the Vault Dwellers Survival Guide. Uh, Valve also gets a little shout-out with a Mesa Science Monthly predicting unforeseen consequences. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Quake also gets one in there, The Strog, a trans-dimensional field of study. And then uh, some of the books that actually reference real life books. Um, uh, there's Don Slaoti, uh "The Guts <laughs> of Wrath," "Green Eggs and uh, Green Eggs and Pentagram," uh, "The Caco and the Rye," and many others. So again, you guys will either get those or you won't, uh, if you know the books or not. But pretty you funny. You need to
0: get reading some books if you don't understand any of those. Yeah, ones. if
2: you don't understand any of those, you you didn't pay attention in high school. <laughs> but
1: probably my favorite one out of that one was Don Slayote. I like that one. <laughs> and uh, if you're listening, Shamwow and Infomercial guys, if you didn't pay attention to how well the Mooster read those off, um, you need to hire him. He clearly can sell anything <laughs> and many more
2: <laughs> and many more. Join right. us next time. Call now, and we'll throw in for the price of one.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm sold. I'm gonna be reading Guts of Wrath soon. <laughs> What do you mean it's not real? How dare you?
1: (laughs) We will write the book. Hey, you know what, though? Most books are fiction, so you're probably fine if it's not real. We'll make it real. I'll act it out. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) As long as it's an interpretive dance, you have my full support. There's a lot of Greek myths that are fun to act out, so... (laughs) Oh, my lord. (laughs) Oh, God. I just realized...
2: Oh, no! Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Uh. All right, so, so moving on.
0: One of the best and biggest Easter eggs that I missed. It's not the biggest one, but the biggest one I missed. And in my opinion, it is the best. You? Why does it even matter to you? You didn't even play the game. Which is why it matters so much. They did a little shout-out to our great friends, Rick and Morty. they have a candy in the (laughs) game woohoo so yeah rick and morty um it's it's, rick and morty themselves are not in the game but there's a little bit of fun parts that are added to it and uh from
2: yeah yeah Yeah. and if you enjoyed the interdimensional cable episodes you're definitely gonna like this easter
0: egg that's where it comes from
2: walking by one of the stores, I
0: believe, is where it's at. Yeah. Um, you can see a bunch of different candies that are obviously related to certain um, uh, mimics of other types of candy, but they have one that's called Little Bits.
2: <laughs> really tiny candy.
0: <laughs> really tiny candy. And that's a reference to one of those, I believe, commercials in that
1: um, the episode that you just talked about. And uh, another reference that I don't think people have caught on to mm-hmm. in, in this Doom game To Rick and Morty is that, technically, Rick and Morty is a VR personal space advertisement. It's like, everyone just wants to get close to you, and you just want your personal space. get back, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
2: who's in in my personal space? Who's around me.
1: Who's around me?
2: That's another Interdimensional Cable episode, so check that shit out. Speaking of that, I gotta ask. Did you ever play that Rick and Morty VR game that I have? I did a bit, yeah, it was pretty fun. It's... (laughs) really weird you just it's just from the garage right yeah. you're just in the and you're garage you're just kind of dicking around with the, the stuff and you get dick around yeah. making fun. a bunch of there's a lot sinks.
0: of weird things you can do in it but it was fun yeah
2: it's I, definitely a neat thing to it throw was in there they, right. cap, they capitalized on the on the hype of vr that's yeah. for damn sure they did it right
0: <laughs> still a, of, a reason to buy the vr but it's still if you have a vr pick it up yeah it's a lot of fun shout out it's our advertiser t- for today is the not that <laughs> <laughs>
1: Today's show proudly brought to you by Three Broke Guys. Go and make sure you uh, visit your nearest Three Broke Guys and contribute to their well-being. <laughs> please, please, sir, can I have some more? If, if
2: you want to fight a naked guy, Shag's your man. Uh, that is in reference to the guns and ammo magazines that you can buy in the real world. Uh, definitely one that Shag likes, but not one that James likes. Where's your gun at, James? I'm carrying it with me all times. Yeah. I'm just
1: not going to let you Spir- Spiritually. Know. I'm just saying, I got a whole jar of mustard, and I will turn talk radio up real loud. It'll be a real nice
2: evening. <laughs> <laughs> so, pretty awesome that there's at least guns and bullets in there. I like that there was all the other, you know, uh, call-outs like the Guts of War or Guts of Wrath, uh, Don Slayote. But that one, to me, seems like it would definitely fit in his man cave. Something that he likes, guns, ammo, killing. Chewing bubble gum. Oh wait, that's Duke Nukem. Yes, <laughs> <Kicking ass,
0: laughs> and I'm all out of ass. Where's my gum? Where's, where's, my, my, <laughs> where's my bubble gum? Where's
2: my bubble gum? Damn it!
0: Another small, small Easter egg, and I don't even know if it's really an Easter egg, but like a just an interesting thing. There's nunchucks sitting on one of the uh, anvils. It looks like, which I th- yeah, anvil next to the grindstone. Yeah, where's that at again? I don't remember where that was at in the game, but yeah,
2: no, it's it's kind of a little bit of an Easter egg. I kind of wish you could have picked it up and uh, did something cool, but I know, like, if they're gonna have nunchucks in a game where you are the Doom Slayer, why would why would they not let you wield it? And again, I'm I feel like that's in the Doom Fortress, but I could be wrong. More than likely, I am wrong. but uh one of the last easter eggs that we're going to talk about and this is one of the uh one of the more mysterious easter eggs uh, might not even be an easter egg might just be something that the developers put in there to just have people chasing their tails Uh, but what it is is speculated it is the final easter egg in doom eternal and it is unsolved so when you enter your map screen, there is a there is a sound or a soundbite that plays and it sounds uh, like demon growling or some of the demon growling, but uh, it's speculated that there's a message in here and we're going to play this for you and uh, hopefully it comes out sounding okay. If it doesn't, uh, we'll blame you. Yeah, if it doesn't, <laughs> we'll uh, just scrap the whole episode. All right, so here, here we go. We're going to play that soundbite. So that's like a. It's from Chris's toilet. <laughs> Honestly, to me, it sounds like a predator. It sounds like the noises the predator makes in that movie. So perhaps that is the Easter egg. Who knows? Maybe the predator at one point was a hell spawn that escaped. Um,
0: that would be interesting.
2: And then again, maybe maybe it was a maybe it was a hell spawn that Doom guy accidentally transported to an alien planet, and then they you know just set it up as
1: Predator land. I'm just taking a personal affront to the fact that I'm being blamed for the bloop because uh, I was not on a cruise during that time frame, so fuck all y'all. <laughs> 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 the bloop. <laughs> yeah, so
2: that is the, uh, again, hopefully that came through well. If it doesn't, we'll try and insert a better recording of it. But if you guys think you got what it takes and you guys are uh, real real signal crack coders, uh, get to it because that one still needs cracking. And I'm pretty sure... It had come with something. It's got to come with something sexy. You crack that Easter egg, maybe the devs give you, like, a bigger penis. I don't know.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I think the, the real demons of the whole Doom and everything are the developers themselves.
1: They're the true demons because they're giving out fake Easter eggs. And speaking of theories, I've got one. So I'm just going to do this real quick because I don't know how much time we have left. But And I don't know enough of the game's lore to really dive deep on this. But one of the coolest things I've heard about Doom was someone someone had uh, let me in on the secret that there's a theory out there that Link from Zelda might be the Doom guy. And their arguments for this are both of those characters um, reincarnate at different periods when the threat is at its kind of biggest. Uh, Zelda is based on a demon named Ganon who's trying to break back into the living world, which is kind of effectively with the demon. And apparently the lore that I was reading was saying there's a demon that pulls the strings that you never see and you never like fight or really hear from. Um, but that's kind of the same thing is he's pushing these masses of demons onto the world and Doom Guy shows up just in time. And it's actually in the demon's lore. It's inscribed in um, stone tablets and stuff that the Doom Slayer will come. And he will solve the problem. And like you guys talked about earlier, it instills this fear in all of the demons for the Doom Slayer. Like, everyone knows who he is. And everyone's, like, hoping he's not going to come. But their prophecy is, like, he's coming. He's coming. And that's exactly Zelda. You have these just different periods of time. Sometimes almost different universes, depending on the Zelda game that you play. And he comes in. They both notoriously wear green outfits. They both started out left-handed and later on in their franchises became right-handed. Referring to James's thing, the Crucible Sword. So they talk about one of the things in Doom is that the hell, the the presence in hell corrupts things. And so they believe that the Crucible uh, Sword is the Master Sword having been corrupted after all that time in hell. And that's why when uh, the Doom guy first gets it, he's confused by it because he doesn't recognize it. It's, it doesn't look like what he's used to seeing it like in all of his incarnations. But it's kind of a fun theory because you have enough there even in just that. And there's more that I could get into. There's a YouTube video. I don't know who does it. And then I was reading a Reddit post. Either the guy's name is deleted or someone deleted his name. So I don't know who to give credit to for the post. But he kind of gives the write up. You can get more information there. But realistically, like if Zelda were to appear in a futuristic version of Hyrule where demon lord ganon was trying to overtake the world why would he not be rocking badass space armor and futuristic weapons because there's different timelines there's different eras there's different realities for zelda why can't the doom world be one of them and so it's it's not a realistic theory but i love it and i love that there's enough there to actually make it seem like very viable so we're gonna have to cut that last bit out because this is not a a zelda podcast
2: (laughs) Uh, no, but funny uh, funny enough... A, no, did I say Final, a, Final Fantasy? Oh, no! <laughs> There's a running joke in all of our podcasts, I think, about that shit. Uh, but no, funny enough, though, they both like music. Because we know from Doom... Doom, Doom, Doom. <laughs> now, now, bear with me.
1: Doom, huh? Doom, 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 Doom. Oh, shit, that was that's Game of, that's that was Game of, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Hold on. Oh, wait. Doop, doop. yeah there we
2: go no nope, that's game
1: of thrones yeah, too shit got, now i've just gotten you're Game trying of Thrones for, my, so, you're trying but for you know so what for i'm storms. trying
2: to do you know what i'm trying to do
1: audience and it works that is the concluding factor of link is doom guy yep that song of storms there's a book in game of thrones called storm of crows i believe yep see storm so, storm technically game of thrones is also zelda and doom guy is jamie lannister called it Codename
2: 007. Holy shit. This is all lining up. (laughs) But I don't know. I like that. I like that theory. Out of most fan fan theories or other kind of lore theories that are out there, that one really kind of fits in. Yeah. Because if you really think about when Link gets brought in, he's brought in when they need him.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, and if you want to learn more about Chris's theories, you can go to his erotica
1: site. Uh, <laughs> okay, I do need to create a differentiate, differentiate uh, a difference here. I did not come up with the Zelda Doom Guy theory, but the theories that James are talking about. Yes, please go to my website, click on the ads. <laughs> click on, on the ads. He did create the erotica, and it is very original, and it is erotic. Guys, the official term is fan fiction, and I'd appreciate it if you didn't diminish my. Art. It's Fifty Shades of Green. <laughs> <laughs> And everyone will enjoy it. Oh, man. Number one New York
2: Times bestseller. Waiting for the movie. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. Just wait till I show you my Master Sword. (laughs) (laughs) There's already already something out there like that.
0: So uh, I do want to hit on the plot, and then we're going to get into just free form, just talking about everything. I just wanted to say one last thing. So you're going through the whole game. The whole game is to go from A to B, and that's it.
2: No, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> kind of the end. Of like, the, that's, the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the every game. Was, was I about on a, C? Was I on a roller coaster? Was I on a roller coaster? <laughs> no, but the end part is
0: very throws you off. And this is a little spoiler, but like you, um, the con maker is popping up all the time, and she's um, this like robotic, almost heavenly figure, and I believe at one point was worshipped as like angels, um, and and whatnot. And there's she's Zelda. Who's Ganon Keep now to come back going. to that? But we're going <laughs> to. The floating so, meatball monster. Yeah. <laughs> so the con maker is. A, there's a whole, like. Um, almost. It's, it's a ghost within the machine. Like, there's a whole machinery. That's, like, what heaven is, at least in this dimension. And it's. There's even at one point at the end of Doom. So now, once again, spoiler alert. Once you f- uh, beat the con maker, you beat the betrayer, who's <laughs> um, this giant uh, creature from. There's a whole lore behind it. You're going to have to read all about that later. But then you also hear this, like, um, I can't remember what his name was, but it's the King No, no it's not. Let's see. Let's I'm reading my notes, and I just can't remember who this was, but he, like, comes, like, you hear him, what have you done, or something like that, and he just shouts, and you hear it in the, like, like this, like, heavenly figure kind of thing because you've, mm. you've messed up the whole, because he was in charge of So, king the con maker I know I'm jumping around the con maker I think is supposed to live for about a thousand years and then gets rebirthed Um, and it's kind of a machinery thing and um, there's this maker like the main heavenly uh, father or whatever um, person that's part of the lore that we just don't learn about but you hear him shout out at the end so I'm like there's going to be a Doom Eternal again or something you know there's going to be a third one of these Doom games and I just wanted to throw that in there so
2: well I feel like if it's Doom Eternal it's never going to end it's because you went to hell and heaven. <laughs> Was it Vega, the guy you're trying to think of? Vega uh, might have been. Although
0: no, Vega is the AI that's a part of you. <laughs> so you have this um, AI that you're
1: that's with you throughout. It's like a Halo-esque ai that helps you with a lot of things so so actually that exactly ties into one of the one of the last few things i'll say about the zelda reference there um is that that vega ai you have to go and get it at one point and when you do get it and re-download it apparently the doom guy or doom slayer says something along the lines of give me back my fairy as like a reference to navi the fairy in ocarina of time novik
2: king novik he's the one that says the fight is eternal
0: yeah, no. King Novik is is uh, he's the leader of the Night Sentinels. Like you see him at the end, I believe, and he's like ghost isk. Oh, like a, got uh, But there's this completely like potentially god of of the um, king make of uh, the con maker and all that stuff. That's just maybe it's the whole machine itself because you do leave that world and you don't blow the whole world up. So maybe there's like this this um machine you know th- th- there's that whole thing of like the, the god's within the machine kind of thing yeah uh, and i think that's what they're going with which i never expected that in a doom game until i got to that
2: point where i'm like oh it really went a really different route with this well and the fact that his space station slips again through time and space if it's eternal you're going to no matter where you go they're going to be there i feel like that's basically what you're saying no matter where you go the fight's on
1: yeah no matter yeah. where you go
2: there you are <laughs> And when, you, and when you're home, you're family. <laughs> pizza, pizza? <laughs> pizza, pizza? <laughs> Can you hear me now? <clears throat> so, oh, man, we're getting sued so hard. <laughs>
0: oh, man, getting, talking about getting sued hard. Some of the juicy bits. Kind of goes into <laughs> oh, bit. damn. They don't really get sued, but I think there was a class action lawsuit going against it because they added some anti-cheat software to help with so people wouldn't be able to, you know, um i think both hack the single player even though it shouldn't have been really like you know to unlock achievements and stuff like that even though that's not a big deal um but it was more for the multiplayer because there was a multiplayer that was released never played it. i've never been a big fan of multiplayer with these types of games i usually want my game to be multiplayer or single player and if it's got a good single player then i just almost never play the multiplayer and uh the anti-cheat software that they added was super intense it could take a control of your computer if they really wanted if they wanted to Flip a switch, they could remote into your PC. And I think it was even in the. It's such um, intense software that I think they had one of those on LAN. So if you had on LAN and enabled on your motherboard, which is uh, on PCs, like you can do, like you can remotely start your computer from another part of the world with some computers.
1: Yeah, PS4 will do that. Yeah. You can just, with your phone, turn your PS4 on.
0: And I think, like, it had. What?
1: You Hmm? can do that? Yeah. So.
0: So, it brought up some major security. Like, if someone got a hold of their anti-cheat, like, um, master codes, I think they could have essentially um, boot up your computer, and then they can actually had so much control, they could just delete everything from it. They, Damn. Could, they could probably run a couple of pieces
1: of software that might even destroy parts of, um, overheating parts of your computer. So Maybe, maybe so kind that of was intense... like a planned hard mode, where, like, if you died... <laughs> Not only did your character die and you had to start over, but you had to buy a new computer, Primitive. rebuy the game, um, and start that whole process over again. And you're locked into hard mode now because the game knows that you've tried hard mode. No. It no sends an email to your boss, yeah. gets you fired.
2: <laughs> it's, it's hard mode because you need to be the game before your inner parts start melting. <laughs> <laughs> so hot, I can't touch the keys. So hot. Oh gosh, they're so. Bring me a plug in USB, <laughs> USB keyboard. Uh. Bathroom! I can't leave! Bathroom! More fans!
0: (laughs) So, and then the other one was a... It's a smaller bit of juiciness. It's the soundtrack controversy, meaning... um, Essentially, when the trailer was released, I think, earlier this year, uh, the music did not match what, like, Doom's 2016 was like. It was... um, Because it's it's heavy metal, or it's metal, and it... And the soundtrack in this one, I think, was like made by someone else. It was like more rap or something like that. It was just it really didn't fit well. People hated it. And luckily, what we got in the game was not that because I think what they did is that might have been just a promotion for that trailer, and or that wasn't just all the music and they just ripped that out of the music um, portion of the game. But the, definitely glad that didn't end up in there because what did end up was amazing.
2: Yeah, it looked like from what was or what i was reading that one guy started couldn't couldn't finish it up they brought in a second guy to help oh, him yeah. and then it just kind of it just clusterfucked from there cuz you bring somebody else in on your vision and they get their hands in it with yeah. their own
1: creative i guess go forth and then it's not going to be what you want so just to bring some balance to the argument um i don't see this too much anymore i i have seen the new doom eternal commercial and i think it's awesome or trailer yeah but in the old days it was actually really common for a, a trailer to have things that for sure weren't in the game but that were kind of like in a lot of cases jokey in other ways it was just kind of ways to like show off some of the things that like the engine was capable but one of the most notable ones that i'll just throw in as an example was legend of dragoon when that had its trailer there's a scene in the game where you're fighting in the arena with your party and some other people. But in the trailer, you it's that same scene, but it's CGI'd. And he chops off one of his other party members' heads. And the dude, like, complains at him. His face is on the ground. He's, like, looking up at the guy who lobbed his head off. And he's like, dude, did you seriously chop my head off? And the main guy's like, sorry, and, like, pushes his head away with his foot. And even Wait. when I saw that trailer, I was like, there's no way that's in the game. And it's- it wasn't. But man, that trailer was amazing. It see, made me immediately want to buy the game. You say this Legend of Dragoon. Legend of Dragoon. Oh.
0: They came out like '97. Oh yeah, it's you were old.
1: so young to see that, dude. I, I when that game was announced, it was one of the first games because this is when I just started getting into gaming culture. You just got out of your that diapers. was one You're of like, the ones oh, where cool I was one. like. I'm- Oh, I would have been 8 at about or nine. about the time you got out of your diapers. About the time I was getting into RPGs. Out of the diapers, into the RPGs. That's the progression. That was the worst (laughs) time. Because when you're playing an RPG, you know you need a diaper. That was one of the first games that I was like, I need to know when this comes out, and I need to make sure that I get it. And then years later, I think I was probably 13 or 14 before I started realizing about prepay type stuff, or the pre-orders and to show up for the big events. But I feel like in my younger days, that wasn't really a thing. You didn't really show up for day of release type shit you just wanted to know when it came out because like the internet wasn't as good back then either so knowing about things was a little harder to do then than it is now oh yeah not when you can get alerts sent exactly to your phone
2: on specific topics that you've chosen to follow yeah i feel like nowadays getting that information's a lot easier
1: I mean, honestly, I don't even
2: feel like it. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say I know it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I know it's easier these days.
1: <laughs> honestly, these days, man, like media just reaches out and is like, "Here, know this," and I'm like, "I don't want to <laughs> fucking know this. Why that, am I knowing this?" That's, that's what I think about <laughs> most of the feeds that come into my
2: Google feed on my uh, on my news story. <laughs> it's like I don't care about these celebrities. Did you hear about this one celebrity? Oh yeah, I was, start talking about anyone, and then just
0: cheat. Yeah. Google's listing. <laughs> and just knows what to bring you I was talking
2: to Johnny and we went deep in the lake oh <coughs> shit now I'm going to get nothing but Johnny Depp shit in my thing oh he said Depp wrong no that's fine you know what sounds good it's a good sandwich oh looks like you're going to get a ton of ads and sandwiches now holy shit make sure when you guys listen to these podcasts you put your phone right next to the speakers so you can just get all sorts of garbage shit that we talk about anything you guys feel like you got covered do. that, or didn't get covered that you did
1: want to cover you know what
2: yeah, I will do some final thoughts on
0: this, and that is, this game is awesome. I recommend anyone that enjoys having a good time, anyone that's having a good time, uh, play this game. That wants to play, that have a good time. Um, it's arcade-y, but the Doom, this Doom Eternal, has. A lot more plot to it, so and that's what I, th- I liked about it a lot more than Doom 2016 is it just had so much more plot, but you can ignore it. It's, it's you picked it up through tablets, some other stuff. It, it, you didn't have to um, pay attention to a lot of the lore. There was a couple cutscenes, obviously, but um, they did a good job. They did such a good job of balancing it for I think a lot of people that I definitely recommend. If you like um, first-person shooters that are a little bit more faster-paced, pick this up. You're not going to regret it. Just the sh- super shotgun. Meat Hook alone is going to bring you back for some more, and you're going to get some nice demon kebabs with it. Demon mm, kebabs. So, um, a final verdict, I would definitely put it up there with, like, a, if we're doing a, you know, we still haven't decided on a rating system yeah. or anything, but if I had to throw one out there, i definitely rate it a, probably around a 9 out of 10. Damn. Holy
2: cow. Yeah. That's a high-ass rating. Yeah, Does that put it in your top 10, then? No. Not in the top top, 10. Probably top 25. Whoa. All right. That's pretty big, though. But But. that's saying something compared. If you've ever got the luxury of seeing this fool's game library on Steam alone, that's actually a very narrowed-down games list. (laughs) Well, we'll see. That's the thing. Like, I can always say something,
0: but when I actually go to list out all the games, oh, I'm like, yeah. who knows? Who knows? All I know is I enjoyed it a lot. It has really good replay value. A lot better than a lot of other games that you'll play. That alone will make me come. Like, Dead Spaces always have good replay value. <laughs> this, I know we bring it back to the Dead Space. Uh, I just
2: love it so much. But
0: um, this has such good replay value because of all the Easter eggs. Everything you can do. I mean, I went back and already did a couple things. And the cool thing about this is you don't have to go back and replay from level one. You can pick and choose the levels to go back through and play and get the Easter eggs. And, and uh, get certain portions get of it completed. Sheet. Yeah, and so that made it so that it was more fun for me to replay those areas. So definitely awesome game recommend it to anyone that wants a good time
2: now one obviously we've known from the last few podcasts uh how i kind of kind of hold my games to their flame you know what i'm saying like am i going to play it and one of the main i guess arguments for playing those games and replay value for me is can you play it blind drunk because if you can't play it blind drunk i'm playing art hmm <laughs> You probably could, to be honest. <laughs> I feel like it's one of the games that you can. Uh, you are you are running around. You are shooting. I feel like I get a little too motion sick for it, though. You might. If you're drinking, you probably definitely
1: will. Oh, I definitely will. But if you get motion sick, don't play this game. Take Dremamine. Fun fact, how we get Tyson to join us for the podcast is that you can, in fact, podcast Blind Drunk. So uh, come yeah, to I can't use see courtesy courtesy shit right of now. alcohol. <laughs> Thank you,
2: Moonshine, because that's where the blind part comes from. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait where did you guys go i can't see anything Wait, are we over
2: so do you have Is a rating over?
1: as well i mean i know you only played a little bit of it
2: no uh, i i don't want to give it a rating um well, i would definitely say this i did not give a shit a single shit or a half of a shit for doom 2016 i played a little bit of that game not my jam uh but the way that James talks about this one and the lore facts and some of the cool shit that I've been able to find in my research for this game. Because while I haven't played it, I did read quite a lot of shit on this game so I could find good talking points and information. This is one I'll probably... I will play. I'll play this one.
0: I feel like it's one that, like, yeah, it's definitely... It's, it is <coughs> it is much better than yeah. Doom... Doom t- 2016, I would have given, like, a... I would almost say eight just because it was fun to play through, but like in all reality, and it was probably more like a six or seven. Mm -hmm. It's just that first playthrough was really fun. This one just took that and just made it much better and just made it. They just had you could tell they had more fun developing this,
2: yeah. And of course, with the success of the 2016 version, obviously, they're going to weaken or well, strengthen some of the weak points that they've had, which it sounds like the music. Didn't really get you involved as much, at least for you, right? But for Eternal, it wasn't it it was really good part, brought you in. It was a good it. part of Doom Once again, all the parts that make Doom Eternal good
0: was a part of Doom 2016. Just not. It was just not flushed out. Yeah, overly well. And it's because they. I mean, they were bringing into like they were bringing it from Doom Three to Doom 2016, which is a huge, massive jump. Almost let's say
2: what twenty years. No. Yeah, but but when you got Doom One. And Doom 2, and all your other Dooms, and you just go back and do the same thing, you kind of got it all laid out already. Let's scrub that.
1: Like, what, 13 years, 14 years since? <laughs> yeah, th- I'm sorry, since Doom 3. <laughs> you just got to remember all that. So I'll, I'll say this. I did play a little bit of Doom 2016. That's what we're going to call it from now on. Because like to me, when you say Doom, you mean the old 1993 Doom. And that game, I held on par with Wolfenstein. But I had Wolfenstein. That's like the main difference. Yeah. With the new game, I'll say this. So a couple things to factor in. Now, I treat critiques very differently than a lot of people do. Critiques have nothing to do with how much fun I had doing something. Critiques are like me going, there are problems no matter how much fun I had. Um, but Doom 2016, like Tyson said, not my gem. Um, but I also know that that game was legitimately built for and hyped for a it's demographic. Doom knew its audience and tailored that game to its audience. Yep. And every Doom lover I've ever talked to loves Doom 2016. Loves it. So more power to you. Yeah. When I played it on a, on a game like critiquing front, I don't see anything wrong with it. Nothing that really stands out to me as being an issue. It just wasn't for me. And I, within an hour and a half, two hours, was like, am I going to keep playing this? No, because I better return it to my buddy. So on, on my rating scale, the rating that I would give to Doom 2016 is, yeah, I've heard of Doom. But for Doom Eternal, the new one, I've seen the trailer and just because the trailer is tongue in cheek and it does seem like they're really trying to do, add some new things to it while still maintaining everything that makes Doom great, it has me interested. I will say, as someone who's not followed the Doom franchise the whole time, my interest is not super high, but for them to grab my interest from where there was none, I give them credit for that. The new trailer looks great, the new game looks great, so so to end this
0: podcast tyson will try it again chris will you try it again
1: 2016 no eternal i would play eternal i would definitely not play 2016 and i probably wouldn't recommend it
2: even if i really enjoy eternal i will probably not be playing 2016
0: no and i don't recommend it necessarily if you didn't like it james
2: i will not would you stop pressuring me to play doom (laughs) 2016 you heard it here Tyson's Tyson's going to be playing all the Dooms now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he's going to love them. They're going to be great. I want to leave you on one last fun fact. And that was, there's, I
2: I believe, no swearing or no major swearing in the Doom Eternal game. What the fuck? Oh, I, I thought you were going to say in this podcast because I know for sure I dropped some fuck bombs. I even <laughs> said Leisure Shoot Larry was a first-person shooter, so no. not not necessarily a swear word, but it is dirty.
0: And you know the the, the reason why? So one of the game, like the um, lead game developers or designers, was so that you could play the game and have your kid watch you
2: while well, while you're blowing up uh-huh. guts and bodies. Because some with people are worried about, about.
0: Yeah, more people are worried about. The language than they are the violence. Now, yeah. whatever you want, I I no kind of agree I with it. And actually I they agree. Did, they and if you can take something and not have to you know have to do that type of you know if you can watch the language and still make it sound like it's it's good and coherent and all that stuff, they did a good job. Oh yeah. I was really surprised when I found that out.
2: No, yeah, Def, definitely. Lessons learned in my own life have made me realize. Yeah, I, I like games with less swear words, despite the uh, the gore and the violence. Uh, we can talk about that later or at some other point if someone's interested. But my lessons are, yeah, let's keep the swear words out of it. For the most part. My kids are for, around. You heard yeah. that, right?
0: Announce, we're going to have a clean version of the podcast <laughs> yeah. next. Because well, no.
2: it's very different when you're, yeah. when you're actually thinking about it. I know that's not what the podcast is, but yeah, no. w- you sh- your kids can see that and understand that that's fake and it's not real. But when it comes to the swear words... They know that they're not supposed to say it or if that's what you choose for your kids to do, that's what they're going to try and do. But when they hear it, they're going to say it. And the more they hear it, the more chance you're going to hear it. And Do I expect my kid to, to explode some kid with a, you know, a, a BFG gun? No. Do I think he's going to say the F word? No. But did he say the F word the other day? Yes. <laughs> so it's that's my reason. I totally, I'm on board. I, it blew my mind. I'm like, crap, okay. Got to watch my language just, around my
0: kids. Just interesting that they made such a, they, they didn't need that.
1: Yeah, it does it. it really or anything. So. It, it's not needed. That's yeah, impressive. So, I mean it really it's comes down good. to knowing your audience too, so good on them. And to and to still give it that that hard adult vibe like this is a badass game, which is the word you would use to describe that game. Yeah. The game's a badass. And but it's apparently light on the description of its own like we're not gonna say badass in the game. But it's badass. It's kickass. <laughs> it's kickass. All oh, right. Yeah. Keep, it, keep it fucking PGs, guys. This is kickass. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Not badass, which is the exact same thing. So, with that fun fact, I am James. I'm Tyson. And I'm Shagwell. And we'll catch you guys in the next one. See ya. Peace out. <laughs> Let's just put some random recording of uh, Frank in the bathroom, play it backwards, put it in there somewhere random. They'll lose their shit trying it's like to figure out.
0: Like a bully session, they're like, "We hate this employee so much, we're just gonna bully him out of the place."
1: <laughs> I could just see like the Trump video game stream and him just him just being like, "Fake Easter eggs, fake Easter eggs."
2: <laughs> <laughs> this obviously is fake eggs. These are the hugest fake eggs. Obviously, they're grandiose.
1: <laughs> Some of the best fake Easter eggs out there. The best Easter eggs. Are. I know a bunch of guys that do Easter eggs, and they're the greatest Easter eggs. They're fantastic. Obviously, they came from China. I know. I know all the guys that do all the best East eggs. I know all of them. <laughs> you want East eggs? We can get cheese eggs. Personal friends of mine. <laughs> Personal friends of mine.
0: Okay. Uh, so one of the things I liked about this game a lot were the weapons. There's a lot of just the original weapon. not not our original weapons, but weapons original to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, past games
2: like uh, double barrel shotguns, double barrel shotguns, BFG.
0: It's been in the past. BFG.
1: Yeah, I think it was in Doom Un, Three, wasn't it? Un-maker. I know it's a classic Doom gun. Like that okay, name yeah, is yeah. a Doom specific like and name.
2: There, there is a BFG in the third one, which was the worst. And rec- that's a badass reception. fucking gun. Mm-hmm. Badass nine
0: thousand, which is a reference. It's not, it's not over nine thousand though. It's a reference, but it's not. Oh, it doesn't say it's over nine thousand. It'd be nine thousand one if it was really a
2: reference. Uh, do I need to go back to this? Uh, back <laughs> yeah. to these Easter eggs because there is a Dragon Ball Z reference that I didn't cover. Oh, what was that about? It's over nine thousand. We're done. This <laughs> case closed. <laughs> no, no, Going So, on. so on guns and bullets. One, it's got a few like kind of teaser articles that shows what's in the magazine. Um, and the very first one is the BFG ten thousand. It's the BFG brighter. 10K is finally here, and yes, it's over 9,000. <laughs> so now to go that's to a That's a Dragon our, Ball Z reference. That there. is a Dragon Anyone Ball Z. Anyone that doesn't Z. know. Yeah. I was about to say, now to go to the, res- mm-hmm. the resident expert on all this, Chris, So I, ha- have to say. I, I had to bring that one back because <laughs> even
1: though the BFG 9,000 is not over 9,000, <laughs> the 10K is. So uh, there is one gun noticeably missing from this game if you're going to be doing gun Easter eggs, but that's all right. It's kind of a... Less well-known one, but anyone who knows about the 30-point buck from a hilarious comedy album that I believe is done by some Canadian guys, it's the model IRS BS Interscope Radioactive with the scut inside of
2: Now, I probably oh, misquoted that, yeah.
1: but that's a difficult gun name to keep track of. And that... legitimately the the first person to put that gun in a game will be my developer here? Oh, see here, this whole time I thought it was already in there. I'm no. like, holy but shit! Here's y'all the have 30 a 30 point buck gun. Do yourselves all a favor if you've ne- have you've never heard the songs. There's two of them about 30 point buck. They are hilarious. Yeah, go ahead and just avoid them because they're awful. Yeah, Shag recommendations. That's a list <laughs> of things to delete. But no, like
2: like James said, the weapons are they feel unique to the game. And they feel clean. Out of playing that it's game, fun. my most enjoyable part was those weapons. It was fun. Well, you didn't even get to do the really fun ones. Did you get to play Super Shotgun? I don't the... think so, no.
0: Yeah, the Super Shotgun, <laughs> like, you get it about on, I think, like, the third level, fourth level or something like that. Um, it's in the cultist base, though. And that, you got that early enough where I was just going to write it off. I'm like, whatever, I don't care about this one. But because it has that meat hook... That allows you to like hook onto people and then go towards them and then shoot them. <gasps>
2: Wait, so it's like a scorpion move? Yeah. So you get, get over
0: here. No, but it's the opposite. You get over to them. I'm coming then, to you. So you can go up to like ledges. You can do a lot oh. of cool. Stuff. That's all I did. That's
1: what oh, towards so, the end. So now all all I, I did, did was was Zelda sh- with the long shot. Yeah, you exactly. guys just gave me another reference point for the the thing I'm going to bring up here in a second. Actually, <laughs> but yeah, this this theory is falling into place. It, no, it is it's, coming
2: into wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually funny. The super shotgun is.
0: Awesome. <laughs> I love it. And and I definitely, like, that's what made the game. In the beginning, I didn't care about it. Shotguns usually, like, are fun, especially Double Bear, where I'm like, I get two shots, whatever. But you can upgrade your weapons in the game in such a way to where you can make them even better and more badass. And the shotgun was one of them to where you could just, I think if you shot them, with um, if you hook them with the, the meat hook, um, and then... They get stunned, and then when you hit them, they drop um, armor. So you're just continuously oh. regaining armor. So you can... That's one of the reasons just use that almost. That was better... I think that was better than the BFG and the Ballista. The Ballista was um, just a BFG style that you could unlock by doing... And that one wasn't worth it. You had to complete all these arenas in the game, and then you get this, like... It's almost it's like a BFG was with a flat blade. It's almost like Dead Space is flat.
2: So like the line gun. From yeah, it's like, like
0: that. Last, er, and it, but it's just not worth it because you can kill guys with it. It's just a, you can Ugh. kill them, but then you run out of ammo after like three shots. So it's not even worth it. Yeah, I didn't even like that gun in Dead Space. Let alone any I actually other used type the BFG gun. more than I think the ballista. Um, and le- until you got unlimited ammo, there's some parts I think you get unlimited ammo. And uh, that's where it's the only time it's really worth it. Um, another cool one was the Crucible Blade. You got this um, blade that had charges at the end, and um, you, it's like ammo. And so is ammo for this blade. And you you'd uh, usually one shot most things. It's pretty awesome.
2: So is that? So what's like the uh, what's the what's the <coughs> main? Is it the BFG? Is that like the final gun? Like what's the final gun? You, you think of the
0: BFG. And like level two or three because it's such a problem. What? But you don't get enough ammo. That's how they. All right. That's how they they control control it with more ammo and stuff like that. I don't remember what the last. uh, I think the Crucible Blade might have been the last one. It's one of the most powerful ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: because there's always like the like like, like the Unmaker, right? From the other series, where that was like one of the most powerful weapons. Like, what's the one in this one?
0: I'd say Crucible Blade because when you have ammo for it, it's a one shot hit for almost all demons except for a
2: couple of bosses. The bosses are massive. Does it does it feel like it's like on par with like getting some of those other weapons from the previous games? Like remember the first I, time you got that BFG and you're like, hell yeah! Yeah, no, um, I never had a point where I was like the BFG.
0: This is, but um, the crucible blade was all, it was close to that, but still because it required ammo and you couldn't just use it all the time. I just went back to sh- the shotgun. All is the it, time. Is it annoying because it's melee? Um, no, it has a lock on so. If you're close enough to someone, I think if you hit the melee with it, it just a lock on and kill them automatically. It does a, a death mm-hmm. scene that like chops them up or something like that. <laughs> Chainsaw was also a nice
2: one too. It's similar. Soul Cube, the BFG, the Unmaker, and then all we get is the Crucible Blade out of this one. I feel like they kind of there dropped might be the, ball. the Unmaker. The Unmaker might be in this too. I can't remember. Oh, I think it is actually shit. I think the Unmaker yeah. is in this, uh, but it's like not easy to get. That's where the some of the cheating stuff comes in. Maybe that's. Maybe that's what I'm I th- thinking. Maybe that's what the ballista was or something. I think that's where they, in, uh, and we'll talk about that in Once again,
0: like, I played through the game and I had a lot of fun, and I followed the lore well enough, but um, I probably forgot some of the weapons. Like, we're not going to go over every single weapon, just the ones I liked. Oh, was, got you. That's about what I liked for weapons. Um, also, um, I'll just change the topic a little bit over to the music, and this kind of also goes into just the whole game as a whole. Um that game, just like the Doom Two Thousand Sixteen, was just—it's a smooth experience. Once you start playing, and you get that music going—the Doom, Doom, the heavy metal—you mm-hmm. just love it. I just—I love it. I had that song stuck in my—I had Doom Guy dreams because I played that game. Like three, <laughs> I played that game in three days, I think three or four days. I had Doom Guy Ga- where I was just running around, just killing demons. I was just—it was awesome. Loved it, <laughs> loved it, because it was—it was like. Oh man, it's just like listen to a really good song while you got to kill a lot of things. You get a, I don't know, man, it's a bloodlust or something, Mm. something going on, but I love the flow of the game. Uh,
2: It seems like it gets your adrenaline going, just kind of moves and
1: goes with the flow of everything. They do a really
0: good job with the rhythm. It's almost, it's a rhythm game at that point. It's like, it's like guitar hero, but doom guy version.
1: Yeah. You, you said something before we started the podcast that resonated with me because I, I was mentioning that Doom's just not something that's really ever been on my radar. Um, I've kind of played it. It's fine. I don't have any issues with it. But you referenced it basically as an arcade game at one point. I thought that was probably the best description I've ever heard to explain Doom's play style. Yeah. Because, like, Doom is a cabinet, go to the arcade and play it game. If that was my first experience with it, I probably would have liked it a lot more than I do like it. But because I'm such a story-driven type gamer, and not to say there isn't lore in Doom, but, like, that's not the priority, it's not the focus, at least in some of the older ones... Um, Doom just kind of like like I said, I had Wolfenstein. It was basically the same thing. I enjoyed Wolfenstein was a little bit more labyrinthy, uh, if I remember right. I don't know that Doom was super focused on the labyrinth so much as like the mayhem of all the devils being around you. But I thought that was a great way to explain it because even when I did play, I was lent the Doom, not Doom Eternal. What was the 2016 Doom called? Just Doom. 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 Yeah, so I was lent that because someone had found out that I hadn't really played Doom and didn't really know much about it, and really wanted me to experience it, and we're both Metalheads. That was his kind of main selling point. But um, I played it for a little bit, and that was kind of like the only thing that I could feel in the game for me was like, like like James said, it's a very consistent gameplay, very fluid, which is nice. But like, I kept sitting there thinking, like, is this all there is? It's just like a smooth-playing shooter because, like, those exist. I can get that. And that, again, not to criticize Doom, but as someone who didn't grow up with the nostalgia of it and it wasn't really a part of my childhood, it just was like, okay, this is like Bullet Storm or was it Bullet Hell? Was another one, I think? Bullet Storm is the one where you kind of like. That was the arcadey can, one. It's arcadey. Like the, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. And then there was another one, Rage, I think, where I wasn't interested in both those games because it seemed like all that the game was really presenting. And again, I could be wrong, didn't play them. But it seemed like all they were presenting was it's going to be chaos, it's going to be madness. You're going to get to kill a lot of shit. We're going to give you cool guns, and that does sound fun. But it's also a game that's designed for a different demographic than myself. Mm,
2: I don't know if we'll, we'll start calling
1: this segment aid. time for the OC segment, the overly critical <laughs> The segment. OC, yep. I think we're going
0: to add a sec- We might add a segment like that, or like theories might be a fun one too. Just a little post episode update. We are currently still working on the website and we'll have a better version up with the show notes and hopefully with some other spicy tidbits in there. And we're going to be pushing some new updates for the mobile app and we'll probably have our Bunny Strike website up in the next few weeks. I know we keep on saying that life keeps getting in the way and we want to make sure we're consistent with this podcast. We love giving you all these fun facts. We love doing this and so we're glad that you're here.